0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up, everyone? The podcast is fueled by XP Sports. XP Sports has created gaming supplements focused on giving you what you want, Their products deliver more than just energy and come in unique formats, including pregame powder, ready-to-drink cans, and even gummies, guys. I love them. The ready-to-drink can delivers zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. The XP Sports Boost Energy Drink is delicious and can help you get through any long gaming session. The formula in the Boost Energy Drink includes a scientifically studied ingredient that supports mental energy, performance, and improved reaction time it also provides another ingredient that supports normal, healthy eye function. If you're more of a gummy person, try the gummies. They provide an ingredient that supports mental clarity and another to support normal, healthy eye function as well. We all know how important that can be. Make sure you have these bad boys in your gaming arsenal. I use them every day, guys. I mean, come on, talk about multiple birds with one stone. Take your game to the next level with XP Sports. You can purchase XP Sports on their website, XPsports.com on Amazon.com or at your local Walmart. Use code CODCAST at checkout for a 30% discount. Yeah, that's right. I said 30%. That's xpsports.com. Take your game to the next level. Welcome, what's up, guys? How you doing? Doesn't show me live yet. And I see us. We're up and running. Let's get it. Let me get this tweet out. Podcast 51. Uh-oh. You would stop working. What are you playing? Am I playing? What were you playing? Oh, it looked like you were playing like CS or
2: something. Oh, no, I was. I was shooting on Valorant. Nice. You know what I mean? I had to be godlike at every game.
1: I feel you. Dude, I just recently <laughs> was in a discussion about, like, fighting games and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, t- I, I told the story about how me and you were just out at 16-bit out here, and there was a freaking Street Fighter tournament. Remember that? Yep. That I was made lit. it far You made it. I looked up the tweets. You made it at least to winner's finals, but I think you won that because you replied to my tweet, and you're like, I'm godlike. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you made it to... I think you either made it to loser's finals or the final. I don't remember. I don't know which one, but you were frying. They're still doing tournaments, too. They're still doing them right now? I'm surprised. Well, they they're, they, they they're are online, they're doing online tournaments for other oh, okay, games. Okay. okay, that makes sense. That's fun, though. All right, so we are Let's live. See. Wait, why does the counter say that? Hold on. What's that shirt, dude? Marvel what?
2: This is the oldest shirt that I own. This oh, a really bunch that? of old Marvel. Dude, this shirt's
1: so old. <laughs> I'm wearing the Verdant shirt. It says... Sun's, no, out. I that. sun's out, sun's <laughs> out. Spring break, verdance 2021, baby. Love it. I throw, I throw
2: on those orange joggers or sweats from time to time.
1: Oh, yeah? <laughs> You're too tight on me, bro. Oh, Gersh Ooh. came up with the graphic quick, man. Also, big shout out to Gersh, dude. He just uh, yes, signed his New York social coordinator or something. So- uh,
2: social media coordinator, I believe it is.
1: Yeah, it's big moves, dude. Started from the bottom, now he's here. <laughs> Get it. All right. What up total? Let some people load on and then we'll just begin. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, people who watch live. If you go back to catch some of the stuff on YouTube, but I segmented the show now. So um, I know people have been asking for that. So I put um, different categories so you can just come in and click whatever team you want to hear us talking about. Um, and it made me realize I really want to stay more on topic when I was doing it because like, <laughs> I had I had a segment. It was like optic number one. And then we talked about minnesota and then we talked about optic again so i put optic number two it's <laughs> just funny all right but uh yeah let's get into it dude <laughs> let me switch screens wow that's
2: all funny right. that is not how we roll out here we no. just bounce
1: around no but to be to be fair though for not realizing that i was going to do that prior to recording the episode we did pretty decent because it was only like eight segments so it was, it was pretty solid And we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. But all right, let's talk about uh, last week. So let me pull up the uh, schedule here. So last week, uh, the big, you know, roster moves we were looking at, we'll start namely number one, was Temp going to Legion. Uh, We had our eye on them. And, uh, you know, our thoughts were basically, at least mine were, um, I thought they would get better at Respawn, struggle in Search and Destroy. Um, They did struggle in Search, but they did not get that much better in Respawn, at least as of now. They had a really tough week. Um, especially against the gorillas, um, they got body b- body bagged by Cheen. Uh, wasn't really <laughs> expecting them to to not play well, man. Honestly, I thought they'd be one of the teams that off the rip would honeymoon and have a couple good you know matches, good respawns. Uh, what do you think is like the big issue, or basically, what are your thoughts on on their performance? I mean, I
2: have no idea what their issue is because I'm in the I'm like mine with you. I thought that the pickup of Donnie would make them instantly way better in respawn. Maybe not search, but way, way better in respawn. Yeah. I thought they'd come out and at least beat the Gorillas, but yeah. obviously that didn't work out. I know Cheen's a really good player. I know I've seen his impact on teams twice in a row now, but they looked freaking phenomenal against Paris. I did not expect that. I don't know what's with Paris. I don't know what they need to fix. I don't know if it's just in general, if their chem is just off right now or needs work, but I, they didn't get any bit of that honeymoon at all that teams normally get so i don't know we're gonna have to give them a little bit more time to see but i was not expecting that
1: at all no me neither um i'm actually gonna look up their their team stats from those matches just because i want to see exactly who was underperforming etc it was it was the entire team obviously their teamwork was was not on point but uh, the situations that I remember were like Moscow Hardpoint, where they were just letting, uh, I think it was gorillas go up 120 to one in the beginning of the map. They got P1, P2, and then broke P3 from the front through elbow. Like there's a few key moments that stand out to me where it's like, you can't let that happen. You have good players. You have scraps. You have, you have temp, you have aqua, you have slayers on your squad. You should be able to hold down those positions. So that's like communication or just somebody dropping the ball. There's, there's really like. No way to know. I'm, I'm trying to go look at their their uh, stats right now from that match.
2: Let's see, It's true, though. But what you're saying, like, the stats themselves are going to skew themselves just because yeah. those things, all those kills just should be the easy kills, right? So now all your stats are going to be worse because you're letting people break through elbow when he shouldn't be. Now, well, all the free kills you should get are going the other way, and it just... I'm not really even sure what to say about that. It was just just weird because
1: they, these guys know how to play. They know what they're doing and they're obviously also not getting like straight up gunned either. They're talented. So I think it literally comes down to their teamwork or however they practice. It didn't translate to their actual match. Cause I know that they understand you have to hold the back on P3. I know that they understand teams try to go Eskies. So maybe send a guy a little bit more pushed up to get a look, watch your cams, things like that. They weren't doing those things in that match. Uh, could just be, you know, because it was their first week, a lot of pressure. Um, maybe they were really excited. Very curious to see how they performed this week. Um, and I'm looking at their stats and right I'll pull it up for you, John, if you have the stream up. Uh, they, you know, all, all played pretty bad. I guess scrap statistically was like okay. Um, you know, low damage on the side of Classic and Aqua. Nobody played great. Classic had no a sneaker. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault, though. They just kind of got smoked. <laughs> Yeah, they lost I'm looking at the 100. stats 100.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's not really telling me much. Uh, more so, I mean, I guess Assault and Cheen had their way as the main ARs for LAG, but I mean, I guess that's, what's gonna, that's what it's, what it's going to look like when your teamwork is just so much better than the other teams, right?
1: Yeah, here. I can actually pull up this match just to show you guys the situation that we're basically talking about. I think this is a big indicator of what's really going wrong with them. Uh, here we go. This map, I mean, they go down so much, which is like, okay, because P1, P2, like they can get chained together really well. Oh, we're already on P3. Go back. It's like right here. All right. So here's, here's a good example. So there's 20 seconds left on P2, right? And Paris is starting to rotate. One, they shouldn't have even been around the back on P2 right there. But still, they have two players on rotation. And it's like they're they're playing it too quick. You see? John, you might be a little delayed because you're on the stream. But, like, Classic jumps out behind P3 to challenge the front. You know that they're going to be there because your teammates are just fighting P2 and the other guys are rotating. And you have another guy elbow, and he's just playing it too aggressive, right? So they're looking for too many gunfights. So that's just something... These guys know that they just have to fix just little mistakes like that and this is happening throughout the map the teamwork that's teamwork when we say teamwork that's what we mean you know like playing together playing slow waiting communicating and then making your play
2: what we just saw right there was just a basic mistake like a day one cannot happen mistake especially when you're already down in the map like that you're just basically giving up the entire map once you lose p3 right here like it's already over now the other team can just play i mean you gotta have to go on a crazy run yourself and it's just not gonna happen most of the time and you could see what's happening right here too
1: yeah that was bad right wasn't that bad it's like stuff that they know and they were doing that in you know the last couple of stages like they were they were playing they were avoiding those situations so it's weird to see that happen now but even right there what you just saw they had a perfect pinch on this hill. they had two front two guys going around the back and they challenge one-on-ones. They're peeking at the wrong time. Like, the guy that was... So it was Scraps and someone else. And the guy that was with Scraps, he peeked before Scraps could take the gunfight. That is just communication. Teamwork, gets off. They lose this map. We won't spend the whole time talking about this. But... Yeah, it's just, like, uh, things that they can they can adjust and they can fix. But question for you, John, is... Do you think that they could do it? Do you think this team has the right composition of players to problem-solve? Uh, I do, but I need... I want, I
2: need Yuli to get back, Aqua to get back to where he was more towards the start of the season, where he was actually really, 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 really good. And Aqua hits these random forms where he's disgusting. I know you remember probably back to like Black Ops 3, those 10 days where, in my opinion, he was like top 5 in the game, where he he's was just good. carrying every match. He was really good. And he, can really, and he did that at the start of this game, too, where he just hits those rare forms. But then what happens is, I don't know, in the middle of the season, it tends to disappear. Yeah. And hopefully he gets back to it because I do believe that they actually have the talent. They have all the pieces. They have talent at every single spot. They have aggressive players and, and Nick, like they have what it takes. They just need to get the chemistry and teamwork on point. I do think this team can do it. But I mean, I feel like I've been saying that about them all year and they just haven't got it done.
1: Yeah. So where's Parasite on the standings? So obviously you got to be top eight to make it to champs. Right. So let's see standings. Let's pull these up. All right, so Paris is sitting at about 50 points. They are 30 points out of eighth, um, and let's look around them. So all the teams that are above them, I feel like are like either hitting their stride, peaking or getting better, maybe outside of Empire, but Empire is kind of too far gone for them to even catch up to anyway. You only have five matches per stage. There's two stages left, and then you have playoffs, right? So Empire has done their work. Um, so, I mean, New York, <laughs> Ultra, Thieves, Rocker, Faze, Chicago, they're all getting better right would you agree with that yeah 100 yeah. percent. okay so then looking down gorillas i mean there's no telling what they're gonna do but they look a lot better and then mutineers seem like they're hitting their stride as well so you gotta not only like win matches you gotta hit your like you gotta, you gotta hit a stride you gotta, you hit, gotta hit, hit a stride like you Those gotta be a legit good, good team there's no yeah. gritty like let's just win this match tough it out <laughs> win this match win the ones that we're supposed to win no you gotta beat some of the top teams which means that they really need to figure it out so
2: okay when you put it that way i don't think they can do it because to get to where they need to be from where they are right now they have to be they have to be stringing together wins they have to be getting wins consistently they have to go into these series expecting to get back to back to back wins just to catch up to these teams above them because these teams above them don't look like they're slowing down yeah like you have toronto in fifth place la thieves has been on a roll like these teams don't look like they're slowing down and not to mention, you still have a team below you, like The Surge, who can randomly start picking up wins, too. Like, it's tough, and I don't... Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't believe that they're going to get to that eighth spot, but... So think Maybe about they this, John.
1: If they were to win every single league match left, and I'm not counting playoff matches or major matches, but if they were to win every single league, league match left, they'd have 180 points, so they still wouldn't even catch Empire. So yeah, like... They got to turn up, man, massively. Uh, They're competing against, you know, LAG, Minnesota, or LAG, Florida, Surge, Ravens. Like, those are the guys they need to pass. So they got to hope that a couple of these teams stop playing well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good luck to them. Going forward, let's see what their schedule is. So their week was Empire and Gorillas, uh, which is a very tough loss because that's one of your direct competitors in the Gorillas. And then this week, they play Minnesota Rocker and Florida Mutineers. So... They absolutely cannot lose that Mutineers match. So when it comes time to watch that game on Sunday, guys, all eyes on deck there because that is a must-win for them. Uh, and then that Rocker match, like that'd be uh, that'd be a nice one. They'd put them right back in the mix if they win both of those. They'll be in ninth place, which would be great for them. All right, but let's.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a tough road. Like when you when you look at their match like that, it's mm-hmm. Rocker in Florida, right? Rocker's coming off a loss, so it's not to be the top team coming off a loss is just never easy. Usually they hunker mm-hmm. down during the week and get to where they need to be so that's tough and then obviously florida's looks like they're trending
1: upward so yeah all right so another team uh to talk about this week um florida they made a change they brought in havoc um first match they played the defending champs didn't go too well for them you could see how frustrated skies was at the end end and the end of that (laughs) match excuse me and i talked about it in post-game segment i was like i feel like that was where the you know they they woke up they're like nah nah this isn't us and dude, what do we what do we see? Them turn up in their next game versus The Rocker. Awakening and Skies are balling. I thought that was like Neptune's best, you know, gameplay that we've watched. Maybe not best statistical match. I'm not sure about that, but at least the moves that he was making on the map, it was absolutely beautiful, man. Um I liked I like what Florida did against Rocker. They looked very good. They finally put it together and they finally got rid of Checkmate. I was mind blown that they <laughs> played that in their first match against Ultra. They were two and seven on it or something like that and they played it again like we talked about why
2: it's scrims man and scrims you know they're playing it well there's this that's the only way they would play it that many times right and scrims sometimes it just doesn't translate speed of the game how hard people are trying uh oftentimes you know the subs die a little bit easier in scrims than they would in matches because they play their life a lot more i don't know whatever it may be clearly in scrims they're winning it a lot
1: yeah they got rid of it, and it worked out for them, dude. They played great. <laughs> Let's go to the match details just to, you know, rekindle the flame. See them remember some of these things. Yeah, okay, I remember now. So, yep, Raid, they played great. Uh, On this map, on the second map in Moscow, they were down 3 on Moscow, and they were losing, like, the A battle, so they started to just flood mid, and Awakening was getting picks, and that's what they need to do. So, in Stage 1, if you guys remember, Awakening was leading the league in First Bloods and somewhere along the lines that dropped off a little bit their and destroy took a big dip and i think that that was a really good adjustment i hope that it was designed and not by accident uh, because when they go down if you have awakening like yeah let's adjust put him in front have him win a big gunfight and open up the map and that's what they did he was going mid winning a gunfight they were trading out and they adjusted and they won that map which was a big game win against rocker i feel like teams have figured out moscow now by the way i think uh you know when we were talking about it before, John, how everybody started to rap left and right. Like that's just the strategy yeah. now.
2: It's a lot better than what it started out. Well, how did it start? It was like everyone headbutt. Yeah, yeah, everyone headbutt this and see how it goes over and over and over and over and over. Throw a smoke down. That's at the beginning of the game when mm-hmm. people are allowed to actually use them. So throw a smoke down, slide through, and let's, let's get mixy. But now yeah. they're actually playing with with a lot more strategy on the map, which is
1: good. Good to see. And then they lost the control. Um, they, at least, you know, it went down to the wire. And then they win the final hard point uh, on Garrison. So, good series out of them. I'm very excited for their future. I think that they're only going to get better. Uh, especially if they keep playing like that. Let's see what their schedule's looking like. Uh, where, I left the schedule. Barnacles. See what they Barnacles? Are. Barnacles, yeah. <laughs> like that? All right, so what are we in? We're in the Paris home series now. All right, so... Florida has to play Legion. Okay, so they have one match this week, which is actually good. So they can keep on practicing, take out Legion, and then, you know, get better and better, right? Yeah. And then the very next week, they play Empire, which is a great time to play Empire because they just made that change, and they're not looking that great. Well, they're not looking horrible, but they're not looking...
2: We, we don't really know yet, yeah. for sure. But obviously, yeah, it's not the same.
1: So they play a nerfed Empire... They play Paris and they have two weeks of practice and they play a nerfed empire and then they play the new and improved LAG. I mean, dude, this is money for Florida. Like schedule wise. That's not that bad. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, they can do it. I, and I always feel, I've said this so many times like, I feel like a broken record, but it doesn't really matter who Florida plays. Sometimes I feel like if, if wake and sky start going crazy, they could beat anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, especially if they're not playing teams at their full potential, this could be really good for Florida, especially when it comes to that top eight race. Yeah. Close up the season.
1: Yeah, they can go four and one. They can get some big wins and land themselves a really good spot in the bracket. And they're like, this is just a huge opportunity for the turnaround. You land a good spot in bracket. You win one game. You're back in top eight contention and you're feeling good about yourself. So, um, you know, you set yourself up for an opportunity. You got to seize it. So for Florida right now, I mean, key points of improvement are obviously going to be expand their map pool a little bit. Um you know, now that you're getting rid of Checkmate, you kind of have to get better at some of the other maps. Uh, you know, just get add, a, add another map to your arsenal. That's going to be important for them. Uh, Control has been somewhat weak, and then they're Search and Destroy. It's so wonky, man. Like, I see them play Express. Like, they love playing the map, and then they've just been losing. They get smoked on it sometimes. And then, you know, in Search and Destroy, they go down, and then they come back. So they got to fix a couple things in their game. I think having Havoc there helped them a lot as well. Him and uh, Awakening can be like the duo pushing up, getting bloods, opening up the game. Alright, what was another team that made a change we talked about
2: see. Uh see changes. I mean, there's LAG, but we touch on that.
1: They played well. Mm -hmm. Um, where's New York? Oh, London. London. We'll get to New New York New York and London. Yeah. All right. So London, uh, they played Optic, right? Yeah, London played Optic. From what I remember, this game wasn't like as it wasn't like a dominant performance. Like Optic didn't just straight poop on them. Yeah, it was 250, 207, 6'4, 32, The only map they kind of got bodied on was you know game four Moscow which Optic's been really good at especially formal he's been frying on the map um mm-hmm. zap didn't get pooped on either like he played okay but I just didn't like 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 we said was he the answer like probably not uh <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work in their camp to switch things over but they just made some moves did you see London? Yeah they uh they, they got rid of their coach uh Dom- Shane no they didn't get rid of Shane they got rid of Dominate um Uh-oh. I don't know. Here, let me try to let me switch screens. I'm going to go to Twitter and do some digging real quick, guys. I think they announced. So they dropped. Oh, they first have. of all, they got rid of Trey. They released him, which is mind okay. blowing. Um, given the situation that he was in. And they are going to be or Trey's going to be on the flank later talking. So I can't wait to listen to that.
2: I, I mean, both he got men. screwed. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Dominate, both those players, or both those players, both Trey and Dominate were not in America. That's what they said. They couldn't get them over here. But I feel like that was probably, I mean, I don't want to say it was a mistake of London Royal Ravens, but that's what I feel. I feel like the visa issue should have been taken care of. Well, like, he it's, said it's, that how,
1: his it was, visa wasn't a problem now. Didn't he say that?
2: Oh, I, didn't, I never saw that.
1: I'm pretty Did sure, chat. Confirm or deny, but I'm pretty sure he said, like, his visa wasn't a problem anymore or something like that. Trying to go and find it. I saw it on Reddit or something. All I know, here's his tweet, guys. For those of you who haven't seen it. Been released from London. Quite funny, actually, when you look at it. Uh, But I'll be back next year. We'll be competing in Challengers. Until I'm back in the CDL next year. Well, these are a lot of commas. Wow. Um, Third time lucky, hopefully, competing in Challengers for the rest of the year. Excited for the future. Uh, First of all, good luck to Trey um yeah. I, I love his gameplay i think he's a great asset to a team and i also think that he's just a good teammate uh, and he works really hard even despite his situation that he was in he's been competing since the beginning like he's worked very hard um all right chat so now nah, he didn't say that uh for trey it was the visa interview okay okay so he didn't say that. okay i thought i saw it's something on till Reddit.
2: september
1: either way he's a big talent i feel like they should have held on to him right
2: well i mean they just probably just don't want to pay him anymore i don't know what the rules exactly are or what his contracts like but since he's not able to play or do anything they probably just feel like they're gonna cut their losses okay which i mean that's just a business decision i'm sure that they could re-sign him again next year maybe sure. he wouldn't want to go there next year but who knows all
1: right i'm not gonna get and, too mad at them there i get it, it yeah like COVID affected a lot of business stuff but yeah i mean they just got hmm. put in a really tough situation for london uh but in terms of their gameplay right now it wasn't completely horrible against optic chicago uh, they made a big mistake on Moscow that Zed went back and talked about. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I'm not going to judge it because it's their first game against one of the best teams in the game. I'm not going to say that they're absolute dog meat, but they're definitely in a really tough spot.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're dog meat or whatever it is, but I just don't feel like... Uh, when I, I expect them to lose their matches when they go in. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I, I respect the players. I respect what London has been through this season in general. I feel like this has been just a tumultuous season for them. It's actually been kind of ridiculous. But... I mean, it's competition. And if you look across the league, it's just the teams are pretty much stacked and everything looks to be going against London. So hopefully they can find a way to bounce back. I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've had some good controls. Uh, It's been like the, you know, nice map for them in some of these series. Uh, I actually don't hate the way Zed plays. I know his stats don't look great right here, but I think he plays, you know, pretty sound Call of Duties, good teamwork. He brought that element to their team that they were lacking before uh but what we just said about Paris it applies to Royal Ravens but even heavier I mean they're 30 points behind them so they have to like they have to win out man they can't just be going one for one even like they have to win so many matches to make it to champs uh so but, I think for them they need to just have like you know maybe a beyond improbable
2: bro yeah there's beyond improbable yeah which could have also led to the trade decision. like this year might just be chalked so let's yeah. let's yeah you know what I mean for we chance. just got rid of Dylan for, yeah
1: yeah. For, in terms of champs. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they still, can still make a get good some major
2: performances. Yes. Yes. Right.
1: It's a night. Nice, but like, I think right now Ravens have to think about next year and rebuilding the squad uh, from management perspective, like figuring out what talent we're going to bring in. Um, maybe that was sort of the idea was Zaptius there. Maybe develop him a little bit. Uh, but in terms of next players in the chopping block, like I feel like Shawnee is kind of on the chopping block now. Uh, I think the ARs have been, well, Paul X has been fine. I think Shawnee has been struggling a little bit. Uh, I just think they need, like, a spark, bro. They need a, a dominant AR. Like, if you're not going to be super strong in the SMG department because the lack of SMG talent for them that they're willing to go grab, then you got to try to get a stronger AR. Uh, we'll see what they do. They've made a lot of moves. They might just be cooling it now and just waiting for a while because I'm sure it's been really stressful over there in their camp. Either Yeah, way. I
2: mean, it's kind of weird. Like, what do they... I'm, I'm kind of wondering if I was working for London or what would I even do going forward? Because do you remember when they first started, they wanted... They like wanted to be an all-european roster that's what they wanted yeah so that was their thing and now it's like it's this mix and mash of things which is fine and now also the best european roster isn't on a european organization or whatever european based organization it's in toronto so now it's like uh, they made it's a kind mistake. of a weird spot like do we do we try to keep this angle or do we try to make whatever we feel is the best team possible whether it be all europeans again or a mix and mash of players? mash I'm not really sure, but they definitely made a mistake.
1: Because they're half NA now, right? So they're trying to, well, one, they're like sort of losing their identity. At the same time, let's not forget, chat, and everybody listening, they made a big mistake. They gambled. They had two options for their core, Wuskin and Scraps or Shawnee and Dylan. And they gambled, they picked Shawnee and Dylan, and it didn't work out. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm sure that they weren't expecting, you know, Alex and Trey's situation to be like this. I think the squad would have been a lot better with that, with that team, but you know, that happened with them, and they don't have Weskin and Scraps, and you know, I think Weskin and Scraps are probably better than Shawnee Dillon. Um, either way, it is what it is. I'm not gonna fault them too much. They dealt <laughs> with a lot. I don't know how I would have handled it if I was them, to be to be quite frank. But let's move on. Uh good luck to them going forward. Oh, let's talk, let's look at their schedule first before you before you dip. Uh schedule. See who they got coming up see how intense it is all right so they play (laughs) oh man they play nysl and then phase this week yeah i'm saying that's a ridiculous week it's chalks brother yeah it's really tough (laughs) they've had optic nysl and phase wow that's rough you good luck to them i'm excited for their matches i'm i want to see the improvements that they they're making and we'll see how it goes all right, NYSL. Let's move on. Like, this is a really rough week. It's a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NYSL. They bring in Hydra, and wow, did they look good, man! I, you know, I predicted them to win that series in three-two, and it happened. I felt really good about that. I just think I thought that their respawn would get way better, and it did. Hydra, you know, I thought he was going to come in and just be super slayer, maybe make some mistakes and stuff like that, dude. He was playing sound COD. He played super smart in this game. Yeah, he does. He he's a really great. good player. I, i was watching him and i was thoroughly impressed there are multiple situations where he played his life played slow in rotation and just held face back i'm gonna try to find it uh in here um but it was it was like by temple he was playing his life. i was like bro who am i watching is this freaking hook right here bro this guy's literally playing elite cod either way dude he's a beast he's very good he's the real deal and uh, every what everybody thought would happen with clay it it happened uh he took pressure off of him clay was able to focus more on his clay, game and clay mm-hmm. played great
2: what are your thoughts he played, he played much better than like so at the beginning of the game clay was playing amazing right you could say it was x and four but whatever but i think that the team was just working a lot better together and now with hydra it opened up the map for him like you said he had another he had a, a really talented sub pushing in front of him and that's when clay's at his best and clay played really well hydra is the real deal like you said man what yeah. a freaking beast like I just wanted him to come over and prove that he could do it. And then when he came over and won, like he won NA Challengers right away, proved that he could play with English-speaking players. I'm like, you, at that point, it was a no-brainer that they had to give him a chance, and I'm glad they did. It's, it's an incredible transformation for them. They were already a good team. But to add someone that could be that good to the team, it's just this NYSL team is scary, man. It could peak right at the right time, right before the finals.
1: Yeah, he played he played amazing. Uh Clay was making some two thousand IQ plays as well. I think he was able to think about the game more, like he wasn't having to stare at his mini-map as much and you know, micromanage. You, see, you heard during their listen, I know it was only a blip, but he was like just hyping the squad up, doing his thing, picking up kills. Like right here, you see Clay <laughs> picking up two. Uh Hydra is just winning huge gunfights. It was less stressful. They didn't have to work as hard to get out of certain situations, right? Because you have a towns player like Hydra able to bail you out and he was winning huge two pieces. There's a moment Hydra was trapped in bricks on Garrison and danced around a guy, won a gunfight, and then proceeded to kill a guy in lights afterwards. Those are the big gunfights that, you know, Simp and Abizi get. Those are the big gunfights that, you know, the, the Bash Bros on Empire get. And that's what they brought Hydra in for. So now they have one of their own. Uh, and Asim also, who's his best title right now. Like, they have a really, yeah. really good squad. Listen to the listening? Oh, we can do that. Here, sure. That's actually a big focal point was his comm. So let's listen to it.
3: One nice.
4: green, one green, one green, top green, top green, guys. You yeah, out left elbow, side green. No, I'm
3: coming to plat. I'll show me, I'll show me. I'm coming two, me I'm two, to P1. He's on me top, uh, top, top green. He's plat, green, no. plat. No, one spawned out, guys. I got one bricks on you. Three top One's going to be P4, one's P4.
4: Heard you, heard you, heard
3: you.
0: I don't see him top
3: green. On top of Hulk, on top of Hulk, on top of Hulk, MC. Team dead, team dead, team dead. I spawned back three. I spawned back out, I spawned back out. I think there's one mine players, there's green. Yeah, green, green, green. He's in B2. I need B2. my arch, I need my arch. Gend the box, we B2. got a shit left, One, left. Spawn
5: one oh, gen spawn gen, one weak. He's sitting in gen, Clay. He's sitting in gen. He's in gen. You're just gonna hold his life.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to stay alive, one dark I spawn back out again, I spawn back out again, I'm going Sled back there. I don't see him, I still Jen somewhere, bro. I don't I He's in vent, I see. I spawn back left. He's Yo, gen, I kill me bro. top, crate, One in hill.
5: Don't on. Big crates. Going top on time
3: I killed one. Yeah, Good win. One top green. Go go One top green. One top green. One top green. I'm gonna go top crates. I'm going okay. go top, I'm top green. green. I'm getting time. One else. One else. Nice. I'm, I'm they can be, be out. He He's weak.
4: He's weak. I lit him. There's two there. There's two there. Okay. I can one. I'm top green. Nice, Paco. can I'm pushing They're gonna flip. I'm
3: pushing I'm just I'm Pick up. Victor, Victor. Nice. We up. Pick on Tetris. up. Pick up. Pick up.
1: Pick up. 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 Dude, those were amazing comms. Uh, it was calling out where people were, what they were doing. Clay did a good job. You didn't hear him micromanaging as we were before, which was great. Hydro's doing his thing, bro. Clear cut communication. <laughs> like, he was doing his thing. I heard everything. I understood everything. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, Clay says some Maybe, unnecessary stuff sometimes. Yeah, Clay, Clay just talking, bro. But,
2: um, <laughs> uh, I was, I people kind of gassed how bad it was or how tough it would be to understand them. I, I started understanding him and I was only listening to him for like 30, 45 seconds. You oh, scream with him this. all the time, you're going to know all of his calls.
1: Like, this is a bit. Sorry, John. I just wanted to, because I was no, talking about this. This is, what you were talking this is a about. big indicator of like just being able to be elusive and get out of situations. It's not that incredible, but it's just something that stands out to me because it's difficult to do. It's like he's playing his life here in green, which is one, this is just high IQ play, like staying alive or in bricks, excuse me, watching the cross to green, being a nuisance what they needed he gets this kill here gets out and just wins a crazy gunfight on the Celium, right and before he dies like i'm not getting to there most players aren't getting to there it's just just big plays it doesn't look too crazy on your guys screens but those are the plays that put them in positions to succeed and then clay's able with that two-piece to get through get the trade get into bricks and give themselves another look they're just giving them opportunities more pressure on the map stopping phase from getting their optimal setup so that's good shit dude he's a, he's, a, he's, he's playing great what he did right there led to all of this, all this delay. All right, go ahead, John.
2: No, that's true. I forgot where I was, but that's, that's facts. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the big players do. They get those two pieces that other people can't get, and anyone can get one kill in those spots. Those extra kills is the hardest thing to do in COD, mm-hmm. and he was doing that in that match. Hopefully, they can keep it together. I think they will. They were already so good. I think they just had a really, really bad weekend at the major and kind of forgot how good they could be.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get those, like, they don't get any of this time. Like, this this is such good teamwork, the way they're playing this. They start to already inch up mid. They're trying to flip these spawns. They get one player to spawn in the back. That's Celium. This is good shit. And then they're even so aware of where they are on the map, that number six, who's that clay, he turns around to pick it up. They're going to be a problem, man, if they keep this up. Um, I don't think it was Honeymoon uh, because it's versus Phase, a really good team, and you got to be on point <laughs> to beat them. Uh, and then let's talk about Phase for a second. Uh, so losing that match, right? They're three and three in their last six. What do you think is going wrong for FaZe? Because I have a take, um, but I'll let you go three first.
2: Three and three in their last six. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a weird take. I mean, they lost two in a row, right? So <laughs> I yeah, think they're three in the last six. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's just funny to say it that way. How many losses do they have total?
1: Uh, It might be four. Three, three or four? No, three, what? maybe. Might be three. It might just be That's three, yeah. Yeah, so I, is, mean, yeah, I mean there might be like sort of they an have, issue. They have three Yeah,
2: I mean I don't really I mean obviously they're just not gonna be dominant the entire way through the title. Everyone always catches up. Yeah, I agree. I really wouldn't stress too much about it. Yeah. I mean they lost to a good team and it was a super close match. If anything, I think that they're probably just going through changes. They picked up Tupac recently to help with their S and D, they're trying to do just implement the changes so they can have better teamwork because they were getting out teamworked by Toronto in the final, right?
1: Okay. So,
2: I, so they just have they just have things that they need to work on and I, I wouldn't panic too much. Because, of course, from what I've seen, Tim and Abizzi are still going nuts. So at the end of the day, it'll it'll still work itself out.
1: So. All right. So I actually talked to Ben, uh, you know, flank Ben uh, long, a long while because yeah. he's the biggest face supporter. And we were talking for a while and I told him what I thought. And, um, you know, we were just watching. Their, I was watching their game stuff. I was thinking about it. The phase, they will remain one of the best teams in the game. Championship contender throughout the year. Uh, but I do think that they have some figuring out to do. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people come in at RCDs, whatever RCDs is a beast selling a beast. Their ARs are are incredible, but I do think that there's some improvement that can be made there on the side of those guys. I think that, um, you can go anywhere with any weapon in call of duty. Yes. To an extent. Um, everybody fills in the gaps, but I think that the ARs on phase need to start thinking about getting to power positions more often, setting up into power positions more often and not so much just gap filling in the respawns uh locking down certain key spots on the map to help their their team out i think that they need to look back just at the fundamentals a little bit and just key in on them and fix them Uh, i think about you know uh our on rotation on certain maps you know let's take moscow for example in his mind he should be thinking i should get to the bus here to allow simp and abezi to be able to push up and be able to get these kills and put us in a position to just dominate the map um i should be top green here more often salium and rc should be thinking like that uh, inherently, like you, you watch some of these other ARs, and, and they do that. Uh, so that, that's just my take on it. I think that that's where they can improve a little bit. I'm just nitpicking, obviously, because to, for face to get better, that's what they have to do. They have to nitpick. Uh, but I think that there's some improvement that could be made in RCD's and game, um, just prioritizing certain spots in the map. What's your thoughts on that, John?
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's no way that's incorrect, right? Just get to the power spots and help these guys. And the subs definitely make space for them. So. I think they don't I mean, think
1: about it as much as they should
2: i also i think that most of their struggles also comes down to the, the fact that they're just losing a lot more snds than they were before too like just in general well, They the two start HBs of this game the
1: series they lost two RPGs. no
2: i no, i understand that i understand that but then they also in the past they would have just won the game five like they were going through the beginning of the beginning stage and they were not losing search and destroy so even when they were losing the respawns you just forgot about it mm-hmm. now you can't forget about it because they're losing a lot more of the search and destroys I think they just need to figure out what they need to do in that mode. I figure, I feel like when they first started, it's because they're just so much naturally better than Search and Destroy, at Search and Destroy than every other team. They didn't have to put the work into it. But then obviously, other teams get better at it. They come up with more strategies, you know, what you were just saying on Moscow, where they're going back and forth. And now it takes a little bit more work for them to dominate the Search and Destroy. So they're going to have to figure that out. And that's where I think that them getting back to being the clear cut number one team is going to be, it's going to rely on them being the best Search and Destroy team again.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, their hard point could use a little bit of fixing, too. They just uh, they got to fix some things. Teams are catching up, so it's time to adjust a little bit, refine their gameplay, but they'll be fine. Uh, you know, if they lose again, then we'll come back, rewatch it and really, really dive deep into it. Um, but yeah, so far, still good for FaZe. I mean, even teams on <laughs> yeah. their best day, it's, you got to push them to well, the absolute t- limit.
2: Tordle in the chat said they still have the best records in each game mode. Well, and like, I mean, and understand that they're gross but we're talking about it, they're the best team in the game with the best record. Like, we know that. But we but look at this team and realize we're talking about they current, shouldn't be we're losing about any match. Form. Yeah, we're talking about current form. They just lost again. We're not talking about total. We know they're disgusting. We're nitpicking a team that's great, expecting them to be
1: the best. They shouldn't be like, losing a single do. match. They should not lose a match. And yeah, so they're, clearly <laughs> something's, something's wrong if they're, not, if they're losing matches because they have by far the best team. All right. Uh, okay, so next segment. So it's easier for me to cut up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, was there another team that made a change, or, or anybody else that um, really impressed that we wanted to talk about from no, the last but,
2: week? No, then there's Seattle
1: who. Oh, they didn't make change, bro. Okay, but what do they need to do? I think you could go after Vivid. Vivid for who? For Looney, I think you go after Vivid for Looney. I think that that'd be a uh, a nice change for them. I just think they're at the point where you know it's everybody else is making changes and getting better. Um, I don't think Looney's you know cheeks like everybody says he is, but I think that uh if there's one player that you're gonna have to swap out for your roster, it probably have to be him. Uh if you're gonna bring in somebody that's gonna help you out, uh, you know, beat some of these top teams. Like you gotta have a big swing. You gotta they gotta start winning matches. They're in the same spot Paris and you know, Roy Ravens are in. They're struggling to get top eight. Now that Pristini's found some some consistency, Gunless is playing way better. Uh, those guys are hitting their stride, and the team's sort of turning it around. Like, I think it's time to make that change. I think they've peaked, and a new player could be the key that they need. That's my take on it. I, I, like, Basically, Looney's not terrible, but it's time for a change. And I'd I mean, go after just, Reese.
2: Okay, I mean, I, I have no idea who I'd go after or who I'd drop. I guess Reese is a solid choice, even though... This is not a shot at Reese. Just I don't feel like picking up a player that has yet to have any success in the league is going to make a team that hasn't had any success be successful. Like
0: he's only lost
2: in the league, and that's not his fault. He's been on a bad. He's really been in a bad situation. But how do you expect a guy like that to come in and change your team? I I just don't see it.
1: I mean, we've seen it happen before, though. Like with who? Players coming into teams and immediately having an impact. That's no. uh,
2: We've seen that. We just haven't seen players that have already been in the league and haven't had. Haven't had success, go to another team, and then all of a sudden they're super successful.
1: Yeah, but he was playing with a team team that's like completely opposing to his play style. Like, they they don't want to play that fast, aggressive style of gameplay. Like, Reese, I I think
2: Vivid's good at the game. Yeah, I think he's great. You also, I mean, it it is what it is. I just don't know what the heck it is with Seattle because if you look at their matches, other games are so close. They don't close, they don't close out any game. Uh, I mean, you obviously know, I'm just not a proponent of dropping Looney. I just know how you, I just know what he brings to the team, and I know that the internet is just kind of super hive mind in the sense that, like, all of a sudden, Dan sucks in the community. I hate
1: that it's Dan in this situation because, like you, I've always been a huge supporter of Dan. I've said this so many times, like, I love having Dan on teams. I think he's a giant asset and helps you know everybody learn the game and keeps everybody on point. Um, But if I was on the squad. I would want to change. And if I had to pick somebody on the squad that I'll change, it would be Dan. So I hate that it's day. It could have been anybody who who's there. I would have said it was, it was that guy. If they were playing at the level that he is, I would I would have wanted to switch him. And I just think Reese is a great opportunity for them to turn around. And all these other teams have made a change, and they got better. Problem with Surge though, is, John, and I said this on broadcast, their substitute listed on their roster is Nubsy. So, like... They Why? have to go out and get somebody. You can't just put in a sub, right? So it's a lot of work for them to make a change. You know, which could be uh, the mean, reason that they haven't. I mean, uh, it, could
2: be, it could be but also they were showing stride. They're showing improvement in stage two. At one point, they were in first place in their group. They looked to be really strong and they looked like they finally got it together. They were all tweeting happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was looking good. And now it's not. And I feel like, uh, can you check their schedule? I know that they play Atlanta, which is just too rough. If they didn't get reverse swept by Thieves, we might not be having this conversation.
1: But so they played New York Subliners, and then and they only have one match this week. That's NYSO. and then the oh, next oh, week,
2: oh they play they play NYSO then this The next week they bad. play Phase and Ravens. Well, all I know is if they don't turn it around soon, whether it be Danny or not. uh... They have to make a change, right? I agree. It has to be... And by soon, I mean this week. Like, they should, they need to win this match. They need to show themselves that they can be a top team. They're not, like... Between now and phase. it's just rough. Yeah, 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 you have to. Yeah, you have to make a run here. Yeah, you have to make a run. So you have to... Like we talked about with um, Paris, it can't just be winning out... Like, gritting out those tough matches and pulling out a win here and there. They have to start shrieking. Yeah,
1: because they are at 50 points just like Paris. And for them... Like, I mean you just want to get ahead of it, dude. Cause you get it's just so such a hole that you gotta dig out of and you got some tough games. Uh in terms of their gameplay, like you said, they get really close. I feel like they play actually very disciplined smart call of duty, they just get edged out. Um, I don't uh, think that there's big glaring errors. Uh the one thing is their control has been shit for a very long time. They haven't been able to fix it, which blows my mind because they have slayers on their squad. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they they could definitely use a change. Uh, Their search sure has been pretty good, uh, in my opinion, over the last couple of weeks. I don't even have the stats on it, but just from what <coughs> I'm remembering, the search has been pretty good. And bringing in Reese can only make that better. He's that kid's a beast. I don't know what the dynamic is there. Uh, maybe if LG continues to play well, they'll just want to trade Reese to get some you know, money back um, or sell Reese. So that could actually work out in Surge's favor. Uh, assuming
2: assuming surge has any money left because there might be a reason why nubs is listed as their substitute. Yeah, that's true. That's a point. Nubs might be the worst call of duty player ever <laughs> to play the game. All
1: right. So it's two twenty-seven. I have to get off as soon as the thing gets ready to go live. So we got to talk about our predictions for today and then go into the Collins. So, all right. So today's match is Thursday. We got two games. We got London Royal Ravens. Oh, These are actually not that hard to predict. Usually Thursdays are tough to predict for me. All right, Royal Ravens and NYSL. Who you got, John? Uh, NYSL 3-0. All right. I'm going to go 3-1 NYSL. I think Royal Ravens, uh, you know, Lando brought up a good point. They've been winning their first hard points often. So I'm going to go 3-1 NYSL. Ravens might steal that map one. (laughs) Not against Paco, dog. But let's, <laughs> anyways. He's a beast. I'm excited for that one, too, because this is a great follow-up match to FaZe. You beat FaZe. Now you got to dominate Ravens, right? That'll yeah. show that it's like you're legit, right? Like you're... Agreed. It's just, it's just a nice <laughs> way to gauge where you're at. It's nice way to oh, gauge yeah, where sure. you're at. And how if you're able to handle business when you need to handle business. When it's round one of the World Championship and you're playing a team you're supposed to beat, you gotta just beat them. You put your foot on their neck, bro. Exactly. So that's what NYSL is yeah. to do today. So when you guys watch that match, I know most of you guys are gonna think it's uninteresting because NYSL is expected to win. But pay attention to how NYSL plays and see if they bully him. All right, next match. LA Thieves versus Atlanta FaZe. Uh bum, bum, bum. I'm going phase. Uh and I think they're gonna bounce back hard here. Um really? I think they're gonna beat, I think they're gonna bounce back hard. I think they're gonna beat thieves 3-0. I got 3-1. I got 3-1, Atlanta.
2: Thieves only lost one series since they switched to this roster, right? And that was against Toronto. But then again, they also don't have any super quality wins. But phase is phase, and I don't see them losing three matches in a row. They're about then we might back. have an issue. They're about yeah, to I feel like they're going to win 3-1.
1: Thieves have found themselves going down in series a lot, hitting reverse sweeps, yeah, things have. like that. You go down in a series against Faze, you're getting... It's smooth. over with. It's over with, yeah. yeah. So I think that Faze that, uh, are going to capitalize on the slow starts from Thieves. And uh cook their shit here. Uh, also, thieves have been having a lot of series where Kenny has been balling, like going off. he's like, gross, a bro. Whole been series. saying it. He is gross. Um Not a way to continuously win, though. He's not going to be able to continuously do that. So. Um, and I'm not saying he's carrying I'm just saying he's really going off which is only making the game easier for the rest of the guys versus the top top teams that shit ain't gonna fly though so I think today they'll have a bit of a tough time against FaZe especially FaZe has been angry screaming going hard obviously um, I think they'll bounce back today we'll see how it goes though but yeah that's the predictions for those um, let us know <laughs> your guys predictions in the in the chat and then also let's start the call-ins so if you guys have a question I don't see anybody in the cord yet I probably should have explained how this works um. There's a couple people in there. There's down low, I think, right? Oh, they're down low. All right, so the way that these work, uh, guys, is exclamation point Colin in the chat. Um, you guys come in here. Oh, let me fix uh, John's screen real quick. Uh, you guys come in here, and you fire your question off. Gershaw, control the and we'll figure it out. I cool to drag the first person? Yeah, drag him in so I can get uh, the thing figured out. A show. His cam box. All right. One second. Un momento, my friend. Por favor. All right, he left. All right, you can get the next. Oh, you're in here, Frothy? Yeah, I'm in here. How's it going, guys? Hey, Gersh, I'm going to need you to come back and stay in here so the thing stays like this. All right, anyways, how's it going, Frothy? What's your question, brother? Doing
4: good. Uh, So my question is in regards to London Royal Raven, and is, do you guys agree that their commitment to EU branding during the COVID situation specifically uh, set them up for failure for this year since they weren't able to develop a good EU team and they wouldn't commit to building a good NA team.
1: Um, set them up for failure? <laughs> I mean, it, nobody knew how COVID was going to affect these types of things. I think it's just unfortunate. I actually kind of like their commitment to it.
4: For this second season, though, because like, it's been a year since this COVID situation has gone, so they kind of knew the limitations and the, the way they after they find out Trey couldn't come back the changes that they made afterwards, like they never committed to NA, even once they figured out that they couldn't do EU. Well, they didn't
2: pick uh, up people though. No, no. But so you're saying that they, they never fully committed to the NA NA. They, they should have just made a full switch of their roster.
4: Yeah. Zuma brought up in the flank that mm-hmm. like Zap and Paul don't mesh well with Shawnee and Zed. And this is chemistry besides talent chemistry was another big like issue for them. And it's like, uh, that that wasn't really ever going to work, and they should have either committed to developing a good like team from challengers of people that would have worked together, because EU was never a possibility because of UK's restrictions. Well, uh, they well it.
1: they thought that they were going to be able to get these guys over here, and when they realized that they couldn't, they picked up some NA players from challengers like like Parasite. They brought him in. That didn't work, uh and then obviously they put Zed on the squad, and then. They pick up a couple of NA players, as in Zap and Paul, and unfortunately, they don't have chemistry. Like you said, it's not working out. But they've picked up NA players. Uh, I, I think you mean like a huge overhaul. Like that would have been yeah, very build difficult. The to yeah, they've been difficult to do. And they had some of the guys over here already, so it was like we can keep these guys. We're not going to abandon these guys because one of our guys can't make it. You know what I mean?
4: Fair enough. I'd yeah, stop I for one year. Want we'll to say that again? I just died for like one year to do that to try to actually win and then regroup the following with the EU.
2: Oh. <laughs> so you just made it sound like they couldn't win with their with any of their EU counterparts, yeah, that's what
1: like you're saying, <laughs> <yeah>. without their <laughs> yeah, with, gonna... with any
2: of their current options. I should say, if you take out if the fact that they can't use Trey or Alex or
1: yeah,
2: I don't know I, yeah. who else. Who else? All the other top ones are on Toronto, I guess. I mean. They were put in a tough spot because they, they wanted to stick with the EU thing, and they, they built a roster around Shawnee and Dylan like we talked about earlier, that could have competed if you look at it. We just never even got to see it in this game, yeah. so we actually don't know if it would have failed. They kind of got unlucky. Uh, making a complete NA overhaul, like picking up a challenger team, I, I... It's not like we've ever seen a full challenger team do well. I think that with franchising, people f- tend to forget that most of these challenger teams would just get absolutely washed by pro yeah, teams, like, yeah. and by most, I mean, like, all And that's been proven throughout the history of COD. But there's obviously individual players that you can bring in, but it takes time to figure out who they are. It just. And you're talking about chemistry. There's a lot that goes into
1: it. You're not going to just find all the four right players to put on a squad. And you're still somewhat loyal to the guys you picked up. Obviously, they believed in them. So that would have been a crazy move for them to make. And a lot of players would have felt disrespected. It would have been like pro players versus London at that point, <laughs> which is not a great yeah. match to have. Well, thank you for the question. For no, make, makes
4: sense. Have a good day, guys.
1: Peace. Dude, That's they would have been like the most hated EU. <laughs> if, EU they dropped, yeah, if they dropped all the Europeans squad. for like an AM team. <laughs> squad.
3: Yo, yeah. Jack, what's up, dude? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad to be on the uh, podcast, uh, catch you guys during my break. Um, So I'm pretty curious. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people are about Dallas, this upcoming stage. And kind of my question is, I love Krim. I've always been a big fan. But with Clay gone, a lot of people are wondering, like, you know, has he ever been able to actually like lead a team like a traditional leadership role in 4v4? And kind of like I want to know your guys' opinions yes. on his strengths and weaknesses for Crim? this current roster. Yeah, like with Clay being gone, there's like been some speculation about why the breakdown with Hook and everything. Um, so like what do you think some of the strengths and weaknesses are for Krim in currently like okay. leading this roster, or is fellow someone to also help him out the way Clay helped so him here, out last year?
1: I know the every detail of the situation that happened. I talked to mm-hmm. him. I know. I'm not going to share because it's not my business, but Krim is a good leader and it was not a Krim versus Hook thing. I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. It was not. So that narrative, your question is implying can Krim be a good leader? And do you think, and like, was his leadership the reason that this team fell apart? That That's what your question implied. And no, it was not. Krim is a great leader. Yes, he can get hired at times, but clearly that is the path to being a great team because it's worked time and time again. He was leader of the optic team with formal scum karma. That was, he, he was the leader. Um, he was the leader of the team that had an eight shot on it. He was the leader. They found a lot of success.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I was like, that's why I, like, he's been leading for a long time. I yeah. think even like it was him and Aches on complexity, right? It was, that's who, that's yeah. who led the team. <laughs> Him and Aegs, they argue yeah. all day and get to the same page, and then they come, they come out and start dominating. Optic, it was him the whole time. Like even last year it was probably him and Illy. I heard Illy last year was doing a lot of of giving information out. Like it Listen, just it's uh, a good Krim question. A
3: and it, yeah, because, I mean, I I think because, it's just he's he's getting a lot of hate and. In lately, and no. I can even kind of see it in chat for whatever. So I was just curious. No, it is a good
1: question because that is a narrative within the community that I've seen people post. Like, is Crim a terrible leader? Is he the reason that the team's exploded? I know the details. Yep. So he's not. It's not his fault. It's, it's 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 no one's no one's fault. It's not. It wasn't a Crim versus anybody thing. He wasn't being a tyrant. If anything, from what I've heard, has been a fantastic leader and a great teammate. Um, I have a lot <laughs> of respect for Crim. Yeah,
2: I do. I mean, he's the winningest player in COD history. We should all have respect for that and i just some of the narratives that people come up with are crazy also he pissed optic optic fans off with how he acted while he was on optic telling them to shut up and shit when they would talk a lot of crap also dude so what people, uh, it, it all it all has lasting effects
1: yeah 100 percent, john and then also what people see and like the memes that people see they become almost truth or like encapsulate what that person's personality is which is it's not factual the stuff that you guys see Facts. and the way crim talks and stuff like in calls or in aids or in scrims and shames and stuff like and he's when he's trolling or he's like you're a fucking idiot things like that like that's not who krim actually is like he's a really cool guy like he's super chill like you can hang out and have a beer with krim and have and have a great time like he's not he's not a maniac and there's a lot of people who actually think that he's like that because people you know pros and stuff will joke and be like oh krim's a maniac and that happens to a lot of people with whatever their respective image is um yeah I thought he I did just buy night
2: vision goggles, though, bro. So, yeah, I mean, he has bad.
1: maniac <laughs> tendencies, but no, he's a, good, he's a good, guy. Like, he's not, he's not like uh, unreasonable by any means. Like, he's not gonna, if you say something to him that makes sense, he's gonna ap- appreciate it and approach you the right way. Thank you for the question, Jack. Yeah, thank you. All right, peace. I feel
3: like that Probably happens a lot, more.
1: John. Like with memes, with it people, they fact. think that that's their entire <laughs> personality. And it like, consumes their image, but not how they are. Especially when the people like lean into it. Blizzard, what up? Oh, yeah. Yo, what up? Good, bro? Yo. Uh, I
4: got a question for John Pac-Man. There you go. <laughs> What's up, brother? Um. So, basically, my question, um, like, these orgs with players like, like Slasher and Hook on the bench, like, do you think that they'll be released or the orgs are, like, going to keep them, make, like, quote unquote more business moves and be like ratty and stuff. Uh well it's not ratty. Let's let's get that out of let's let's get
2: that let's get that out there. It is not ratty. It's not. With the I can't divulge what some of these players are making, but trust me, if you were paying that, you would not just release them because you dropped them. That's just not how it works. Fuck that shit. You're gonna try to do what you can to get your money back or make the right play. Releasing them is Out of the question with players like that I do hope that they are able to come to some sort of deal I know some people I know someone like Austin uh, he wouldn't mind me saying this he said he would take a pay cut if he could just find a way to get off the team so he could go play again these people want to compete these are competitors Um, but I mean there's also a world where you have some really really strong players on your bench you might not want to release or not release you might not want to trade them you might not want to give them that opportunity to go beat you somewhere else who knows what it may be uh i mean there's and there's also the thought process of maybe we keep them going up maybe it just didn't work in this title right you just wanted a world championship with hook maybe you don't actually hook didn't seem to handle that poorly like he, he handled it well yeah nothing but love for his teammates maybe you keep him maybe you don't know how the future goes maybe you wait maybe in the next title whatever it may be it's freaking advanced warfare 2 and you have Hook though and you yeah. didn't just give him <laughs> away
4: like an idiot like, you just don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I was just wondering, because, like, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing that, like, Temp and Slasher had different contracts and stuff. Um, but, like, sure. yeah, it was just interesting that, like, Temp got to be with Paris and stuff. But uh, just something I wanted to know.
2: Definitely different level of contracts. And also, we have no idea what they're... So, so there's different contracts in the league now where some people's money is guaranteed, some people's not, depending on what the, which one they're on. Uh it's much easier to move certain people, especially if someone makes more than someone else. It's harder to trade someone who makes like let's say this in soccer terms if someone makes like a contract like Messi, where they're making seventy million dollars a day. It's gonna be a lot harder to move' them than someone that's making seven thousand dollars a day. It just you get what I'm trying to say like it's just yeah, you have to get someone that's willing to purchase that contract and someone where it fits the team and someone where that player actually wants to go play. There's
1: a lot of moving on
2: there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to it. It's not that easy. But yeah, I will say that there's ridiculous teams out there on the bench right now.
1: Uh, yeah, 100 Well, thank you, Blizzard. Appreciate it, brother.
4: Yeah, y'all have a good day. Um, see y'all on the broadcast. Peace. See you, Blizzard.
1: Is that it? Uh, I got the last question. Oh, right, There we go. What, what up, Gersh? What's up, fellas? Appreciate the love. Um, now, my thing is... Uh, you know, as an Empire fan, uh, I don't actually started Subliners <laughs> till the first. So until then, as an Empire fan, die hard. Um, there's been a lot of you know Illy slander. People saying Illy should have been uh, should have been dropped. And this is all memes aside. Um, do you guys think Illy moving to the
5: um, the sub role is going to help him out? Maybe he has that upturn this year. Do you think
1: he was right to be playing the flex alongside Krim? Um, basically, how do you guys see Illy playing out going forward? <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I- I think
2: he'd be fine either way. I mean, I also don't believe that they're going to be with Felony the entire time.
1: Not the whole year. I don't
2: think so. Yeah, so depending on who they pick up, they'll just switch Illy to whatever role that may be, in my opinion. So I I think he'll be fine regardless. He's a really smart player. And uh, hopefully whenever their team's on the same page, we can see Illy start playing individually back to the level we know he can. I mean, they still got second and third. So I just don't like the over, you know what I mean? Blowing things out of proportion when they shouldn't be.
1: I don't think they're going to have fellow the rest of the year. Uh, but if he does end up running a sub the entire year, I think he'll be just fine with that. I think Illy's an extremely talented Call of Duty player and can run both weapons uh, at an extremely high level. Uh, I think Empire is... I don't even think they looked that bad in their match. They just lost. Uh, they were up yeah. a lot in first they match. They were
2: up a bunch in the first yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just really... Honestly, that's a, that question, there's no right answer because there's just no way to know. Um. Yeah. Other, and you just have to base it off of Ily's cod skill, which is S tier? Hell yeah!
4: All right. Love to hear it, <laughs> fellas. Uh, Great episode today.
1: See you guys on the broadcast. Thank you, man. Yep. All right. Peace. Well, that's gonna do it. Great episode, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. I keep moving John's cam left and right. Just flying all over the place, bro. So we're back on Saturday before the matches. And do one more on Saturday, boys. So. Make sure you guys tune in. Saturday's one will be early, though. It'll be at noon Eastern. Sorry, John. <laughs> but hey, it'll be fun. We'll be able to break down the two games of matches. And uh, I'm not on broadcast today, and I am on the next three days. I'll see you guys then. Um, All right, guys. That'll be it, guys. Much love. I'm going to host John. Go show him some love and take it easy. Peace, Peace guys.